911, what's your emergency? Una camioneta. Una camioneta que se cruzan las vías. Y el tren. Ay, Dios mío. Señora, ¿me está diciendo que un tren le pegó a una camioneta? Sí. Yo pensé que alcanzaría a cruzar. El hijo iba rápido, creo, y después... Ay, Dios mío, qué horror. No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia. Obedécelos. Alto. El tren no para. Mensaje de Netza. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Pip, 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 powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being brought to film and television. To be clear, this is a spoiler-filled show. If it's been released, it's fair to talk about. And our subject matter today has been released. Go check out Justice League Gods and Monsters if you don't want to be completely spoiled in this movie because we're about to talk about it. I'm your host, David C. Robertson, and this is my co-host, Jason. Hello. All right, man. So I think it was uh, just it was the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. It was the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Justice League: Gods and Monsters was released. Oh man! Even on Blu-ray. Now, <laughs> now they they did they released as we've talked about on this podcast a three episode uh, season one for Justice League: Gods and Monsters Chronicles. Mm-hmm. It's online. It's free. Go check it out on YouTube. It's not in the movie, so you These, might as well go ahead and take it out. Take a look at it. Right, but and it, it does actually set you up pretty well for what you're going to be getting. It really does. There are three five-minute episodes, five to six-minute episodes, um, one for Batman, one for Superman, and one for Wonder Woman. Now, it, you, we should preface it this saying this. We're just going to go ahead and call them Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, but mm-hmm. that's not who you're—you're you're not really getting them. You're, you're getting a take on, the, on those names, and they, they've changed even the names of the actual characters. Um, they have. Um, and we we talked about that already. Batman is Kirk Langstrom. Wonder Woman is uh, Becca from the Fourth World. Uh, you know, New God stuff. And uh, I cannot remember the Superman the name was. Of Superman. Uh, I don't know if I can say it correctly, but it's Hernan Guerrera. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, um, I, I keep forgetting the poor guy's name. But this is they changed, an alternate tale. Yeah, they changed everything. So you're you're going to get an alternate tale where what you get at the end of it is a Justice League comprised of the Holy Trinity of of you know Justice League. So far, yeah, but only nominally. Mm-hmm. They took an entirely different path through that woods. They did. Um, Superman in this in this iteration is the son of General Zod. Um, the 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 film opens with the fall of Krypton, and uh, they have like Jor-El and Laura have their little like incubation pod there, and the uh, big seamanship. Right. It apparently contains uh, Laura's egg, and um, with a touch of a button, it reading the DNA on Jor-El's fingerprint. Or whatever it is, is going to impregnate this egg, and, and they're gonna it's gonna create Superman. But alas, General Zod's forces break in, and you know the whole he hollers heresy and everything. Mm-hmm. And it, it turns out that he was the one that you know it, the the way they portrayed it, it was that Jarrell and the Council warned General Zod that he shouldn't go about uh, you know messing with uh, the the core of Krypton, and um, he he. He Zod's really he does something that's pretty classic for whoever it is that ruins Krypton. Your your numbers, mm-hmm. I think he says your numbers were unreliable. Yeah, um, your numbers were un, were unreliable. They he always Jor-El. ignore Jarrell's poor numbers. <laughs> <laughs> they always do. And uh, they they, so he they touches General it Zod and shoots a giant sperm machine into the skies. Right, right, and it's actually almost like it almost seems kind of like it's it, this movie is very dark mm-hmm. and. Like even though it's like in a, in a very clinical way, um, it very much seems the way they portray it. It seems really rapey. Oh, because yeah. Zod like walks over and like holds like puts his hand around Laura's face and whatnot, and and tells her like you know your egg will be a magnificent house for my seed or some crap. It was something weird like right. that, and <laughs> it, it and. 
apparently the the classic trait of of any of uh, Zod and his offsprings, uh, well, the biggest trait is that they're cocksure. And well, yeah, he didn't need one here. He's, just he's, a finger. Yeah, it just needs to be finger sure in this case. <laughs> just finger sure here. Just finger sure. Just, um, just the right. Just for a minute, just to see how it feels. <laughs> and off off the off the ship goes, uh, creating. Now the entire opening sequence is kind of a beautiful sequence. It, looks it actually is really gorgeous. cool. As I gotta, the, I gotta um, say though, I mean that that ship threw me off for a minute, and then by the time it got to the sequence, I was back in. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I I can't stress this enough because um, this happened to to me. I I, I told a uh, I told a girl at work uh, about a couple things she needed to watch. I told her, mm-hmm. look, I know I know you're a Harley fan. I need you to go home right now and watch the Gods and Monsters stuff. This is before it came yeah. out. But at the same time, um, I was I was pitching Brave and the Bold to her. I mean, look, it's a lot of fun. You can watch it with your kid. It's going to be great, blah, blah, blah. Well, she mixed up the titles. Mm-hmm. She went home and watched the Gods and Monsters stuff with her kid and then like had to cover his eyes and turn the channel as quick as she could You know, and, and came back to me and was, was upset for a second. I'm like, no, seriously, you got the names wrong. Oh, God. Yeah. Do not. Yeah. Do not show your child this film. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have therapy money set aside, and you know, hey, I I would probably want to show my kid all of it, but just you know, I don't know. Luckily, I'll, <laughs> I, I I luckily I believe I'll I'll uh, like whatever it is that my my girlfriend and I get married and have kids. I think she'll be able to rein me in on that. Hopefully, um, hopefully, yeah. Just here are the get, things I'm get you, you can a birthday watch now. card every year for that kid that says, "Please don't show it that movie yet." <laughs> I'm going to have one to the kid that's a real happy thing with 20 bucks in it, and then I'm going to hand one to you every year that says it's not timed yet. It's not timed. Well, I think importantly, I think importantly, it's it's going to be one of those things where you're going to have to gauge it based on how mature your kid is. But, I'm not sure I'm um, mature enough to see this film. Oh, come on. It's very dark. Gods and Monsters is very dark, though. It was so um, much fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It really was. Um, so what we have is, like, we, we have, like, the, the kid, like, little evil superman he's not evil by the way he's just general zod's son right um, he's, um they did some interesting things with it they he he's got the imperial fill that the the zods have he does and you know what's 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 kind of funny the first thing that really actually took me out of the movie was like once the baby is fully formed inside of this like incubation pod and he's about to crash on earth um the kid looks up like he's just like kind of hanging out there like a baby would like in the womb mm-hmm. and then he like looks up as if knowingly and balls his fist into this like iron fist type of thing <laughs> and for some reason that just really i was just like oh come on that baby doesn't understand anything he no, doesn't it know just, that it came out swinging man came out swinging <laughs> and uh so it crashes on earth uh what a what a it appears to be in uh well i guess it was new mexico was that right is that what they said i don't know uh, um I, I no i think it's actually mexico i think he actually lands in mexico was it actually mexico yeah he okay. he's, he grows up um with spanish as a primary language which actually makes mm. it really impressive later when he's so adept at english that he does rephrase something who do you think protects whom here? Well, there are a lot of Hispanic people in New Mexico, so... No, I think it was actually... I think he's actually Mexican descent. Uh, properly a, okay. a national Mexican citizen. So instead of, uh, you know, instead of Ma and Pa Kent, uh, John and Martha... Um, they never we, say we who his parents are. They, yeah, they don't say who his parents are. We we have this... He says they were like Spanish couple. You know, I think yeah. he said they were hardworking immigrants. Yeah, I seem to... I, yeah, the way he said the, the him saying immigrants made me think it had to have been New Mexico then because I mean the terrain where he crashed looked like it was New Mexico. Well, I mean, of course it could have also not, looked like it was Mexico. A, it's not a ton but of terrain the fact difference he, between those right, parts. <laughs> I know, but they're saying the, the border patrol. They, they were, can tell you, they don't know which way the way he said that they were hardworking immigrants mm-hmm. ma- made me think they immigrated to America. So it made me think that it was. Based on the terrain, New Mexico, but yeah, it's, it's kind it's, of a. It's, well, I guess point, it's kind though. of a non-point. Yeah, it it doesn't really matter much. I I got the feeling that he he does land in Mexico. He finds his, his parents, and they all move. You know. Yeah, and um, so he's not a, this Superman is not a bad dude, but at the same time, he's not he's not holding back. He's man. not a good one. Um, he sure as hell in a good one. We um, we do uh, when the when his carriage or whatever his chamber crashes, his ship crashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we get a very young. Lex Luthor showing up with some government agents, mm-hmm. and uh, the first thing I thought was like, "Oh God, they're going to do the Abrams Luther." <laughs> <laughs> 
but they didn't they didn't uh it looks like he was kind of a ufo chasing nut for a minute and then he moved on to other things no it just looked like that was his job uh, you know this was a, a big i don't know it, there was a it, it almost looked like he was head of a science board of some kind and so some weird yeah. shit crashes in the desert and they send him because he's the only one who might know what, the, what he's talking about what he's looking at right but right out of the gate man i think they said they were south american or there was some sort of terrorist group cell and and uh and batman wonder woman and superman uh storm the compound and they've got steve trevor who's just basically the same character he always was for right. the most part well he shows up pretty and, late to this party um yeah trevor's yelling you know don't don't do anything until i get there and like the terrorists start ill-advisedly pulling out weapons and shooting at the justice league and right oh which results oh, in, it results in a lot of dead terrorists just a dude, lot dude like we're talking about like superman is blasting like just incinerating people's heads with his heat just vision blast right through his head batman is like sucking them dry of their blood because oh, he's a vampire yeah. when they finally show up one of the, the the three of the people that actually show up, it's Blockbuster, I want to say Bronze Tiger, and Livewire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blockbuster, his grunts are performed by Bruce Tim, by the way. Um, <laughs> he found a way to come in there. It's um, about all you It's basically Frankenstein. But he... Oh, I'm sorry. Frankenstein's monster. He, they come into this room, and it, it, it's a weird spot when you're rooting for Livewire. But for a second, you are, because you're like, you're, mm-hmm. they, they look so outmatched. You're just thinking, run, run, man, run. Um, right. But yeah, there they are. And she takes care of Superman for half a second. And during the, my, my favorite fight, maybe, of the whole film, is uh, Batman taking on Blockbuster. And he just, he's he's punching, but he's not doing anything. Um, like it, He puts in about eight kidney punches in about two seconds, and Blockbuster just kind of grunts at him and turns and squeezes. Anyway, so he, he squeezes the guy. He's got, you know, he's got Batman squeezed up, and he's trying to bear hug him to death. Mm-hmm. And Batman's response is just to, you know, kiss him on the neck. He, he bears fangs, man. Yep. Um, and do like he sucks, sucks him dry him until dry. he falls and twitches dead, <laughs> and he like gently lays him down on the floor and finishes his meal. That's the really <laughs> right. And you've got Wonder Woman over here just gouging people with his sword. Oh, yeah. By the Running way, him through it. She's like doing her said, own Game of Thrones reenactment over there. This is this is Wonder Woman as as uh, born of New Genesis. Right. She's the granddaughter of of the High Father. Mm-hmm. She's got a freaking mother box in her sword, and we do find out how she gets that sword, by the way. And right. it ain't from High Father. And did a little absconding. She, they're dude, they're sl- they're like knocking down doors and crushing soldiers, and blood is running out. Like the rivers ran red this day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, there's the, no and, no quarter is given here. They they come in, they kill everybody involved, and they get the little chip that they were they were looking for. And Steve Trevor finally comes in. Finally makes it in and kind of looks around and, oh, dear God, you know? And yeah. he he's, this is one of the moments where you really, you really, get, just to put a, a nail, a, a last nail in the coffin that you are not about to see a, a Justice League movie that you're familiar with. Because you've already, no, importantly, the, you're still shocked that they're killing these people. But, yeah, importantly, he's, it wasn't even a, oh, dear God, like he's <laughs> never seen this before. It was a, he's seen oh, this before. Again. Yeah. He, he comes in and just looks around and goes, Jesus. Like, this is just, this is, oh, man. And he even talks about, he's like, did you have to kill everybody? Like, really? And they they were like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. They, well, I he, believe Wonder Woman's quote was, uh, they, they, what, God, what did she say? They got a little rambunctious. rambunctious. Yeah. And, and they, oh, man, they're just laughing this off. And, like, Trevor's like, give me the president and a mop. Right. No, and before, <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> before that, he says... You realize how he kind of gives some shit about. It. You realize how mad Waller is going to be when she hears about this, or President Waller is going. By the way, President Waller um, is going to be when mm-hmm. she when she hears about this. And this is when you really finally just if you were just too in shock by all the death to realize you were watching a weird film. It's when Superman uses the phrase, "Are you kidding? She's going to be simply orgasmic." Yeah, Superman's not supposed to say simply orgasmic. Um, yeah, she's going to be simply orgasmic when uh god what was it when she realizes that all these people on on her hit list are dead it's gonna be like christmas right it'll be like christmas to her and then he like slips the little po- the whatever it is in trevor's little side pocket and just sort of strolls away yeah but the information that they were trying to obtain and they do they go up to the justice league tower where there are protesters outside mm-hmm. And, and they're you, you drinking know you're on the wrong the side news. of a film if you find yourself watching protesters outside and sipping on a glass and a, a tumbler glass with four ice cubes and whiskey. Yeah, that's a bad guy. Post. Which 
I have to wonder what that does for Superman. I just wondered that too with Wonder Woman. They're having a drink. I, yeah. Uh, wh- why? And why are the they only, the only ones working? Is, Kirk is back there working his ass off. He is. And by the way, Benjamin Bratt is Superman. Michael C. Hall is Batman. That's Dexter, y'all. Dexter. And Tamara Taylor is Wonder Woman. I have to say, though, like, Michael C. Hall's Batman was almost too monotone for me. No, I loved it. I loved it. I really did. But it it, it made me think even more that he could play the original Joker. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Hey, there, There's a moment... Um, it, he played the character well. I thought he did a great job with the actual uh, w- with the voice. He has nuance, and he's always been good at that. If you ever watched Dexter, um, he's always been good mm-hmm. at doing that uh, that low growl. That I don't know it, it that detached kind of uh, manner of speaking. And mm-hmm. you you kind of it's it's funny. Like there's a scene later where uh, Tina gets killed in front of him, and uh, it's one of you know his. The, the woman he's infatuated with for the whole film gets killed in front of him. And mm-hmm. he rushes over to her after the, when he finally gets a chance, he rushes over to her. I mean, you hear him do this, no, 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 no. It's the exact same one he uses when he finds Rita and Dexter. <laughs> he finds, like, in Dexter in the show, he finds his wife in a pool of blood, um, uh, murdered. And um, I swear it's the same exact, they they pulled it from the tapes. I don't even think he redid that take. Yeah, I, I haven't seen Dexter. It's really kind of crazy, yeah, but a lot of fun. Um, I haven't made it all the way through it. I mean, I, yeah. Hold it. So, but it was really he. I don't know. It it was it, it threw me out for just a second because it just it was so Dexter. It wasn't even. It, it was. Yeah. Otherwise, though, his weird little monotony thing is I think perfect for a guy who's not even human anymore. This isn't a, a normal Batman that's just trying to scare people. This is a guy that's actually flippant a little bit. He actually has a sense mm-hmm. of humor. Well, I mean, based on the flashback, they do a flashback. Um, they introduce a character named Will Magnus uh, in this film. Well, they didn't really introduce him. They, he's Magnus. in the movie. But, yeah, he's he's the creator of the Metal Men in the right. comics. Traditionally um, a good spe- dude. Uh, not really. I mean, he was Magnus has never been, like, the best dude. Like, <laughs> Magnus has kind of always been sort of a let's-walk-the-line-here kind of guy. Yeah, sure. But... Um, Traditionally, he's never been, you know, <laughs> in the world evil. I don't, I don't remember a storyline where that happened. No, the storyline deals with um, a number of like gigantic robots who emulate the Justice League's powers. They're running around killing off uh, scientists and physicists. They kill Ray Palmer. Oh man! Early on, I didn't, I didn't want to see Ray dead. It hurt, and his I tiny didn't horse see too. Ray dead. Is, oh man! Like he, he's got these little cute tiny horses mm-hmm. and. They're, they're going to show some people this thing, and it's going to change revolutionize science and change mm. the world. And, and like, uh, now, what was that's the still line? in play. Well, uh, Ryan Choi's back there. Presumably, they'll be okay. <clears throat> Is he? I thought he died. No, he just gets brushed aside. Okay, he gets brushed aside. Yeah. So the miniaturization um, process is probably still, you know, in play. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so Ray Palmer, oh, man, he's he's dead. He's <laughs> yeah, dead he's, as hell. He's way gone. Um, and because of, of cell these phones, guys. because of cell phones, people answer your phone. Don't call back immediately. At least take the time to listen to your voicemail. Because if she had listened to that voicemail, he might be alive. Yeah, it actually bothers me though. I don't and ever want to be in a situation where I'm running for someone and I go turn off my phone and I hear that little Samsung da 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 do. Why do you have to have the turning off sound? You're gonna get me killed. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Um. Where were we? Um, so, okay, a bunch of scientists are dying, getting killed off, and it looks like the Justice League is doing it. Um, and early on, though, of... they switch between you know villain and good guy pretty quickly, and and because the first one to go down is Victor Freeze. Yeah, Victor Freeze is up at. Uh, well, it looks like he's at the in the Antarctic mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, something and, very um, cold. Someplace very cold, and he gets he gets taken down, and um, it was funny. I was watching it with my with my sister Brittany, mm-hmm. and. Um, She's a huge nut when it comes to uh, Justice League and Batman and stuff, and they mm. they kept showing like they kept, they stayed on that Victor Freeze name tag for a really long time. <laughs> and she goes, "Am I supposed to know who that is?" And I'm like, "It's Mister Freeze." And she was like, "Oh, how could I not have known?" <laughs> <laughs> they did all. They all but like. You know how in, in sports when they're doing replays that they, they go back and circle it and like put a thing and do the draw? They all but did that. Yeah. Which that has uh, long been a, a, 
like every time I see that, like I've thought about like, oh, okay, it would be fun to do like that's the the next wave of of movie commentaries. Like people like us could just like watch a movie and have like do the circle of, like, now this right here, this is gonna be Vector Freeze. Uh, <laughs> uh, comic book uh, uh, fans would would know uh, Victor Freeze as uh, Mister Freeze uh, who lost his wife Nora. Uh, All of that's irrelevant kind of here. He's going to. He's going to get thrown down a, a very long cave right. in a second. So, call it DC replay. We own the copyright now. Yep. No one can. No one else can do it. That's ours. <laughs> That's ours. We'll eventually expand into simply movie replay. I mentioned it here not because we're actually going to do it, but by God, no one else can now. No, I just want one percent of whoever actually gets up their ass and does it. Fair enough. <laughs> so ten percent. Man, they 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 bring in. Uh, Gosh, man! One of the one of the guys who gets uh, who gets killed here is um, Silas Stone. Yeah, uh, this man, that's Cyborg's daddy. I know. And we actually do. We 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 meet Cyborg, a very young Cyborg, mm-hmm. and he never he never becomes Cyborg with a very dirty mouth. And like, what was weird to me about that was like, not only is this darker, but like. The kid's like, "Daddy, tell me about Wonder Woman," and he's like, "Well, he yeah, he actually was gonna tell her like, well, and he was you, totally you, gonna if like." If you've seen this Wonder Woman, you know damn well what he was about to say. Well, her tits are basically top popping out of the top of her shirt. Yeah, I, I want to know how that costume me. is designed, by the way, because if she ever turns upside down for any purpose, those things are hanging out. I, yeah, surely gravity affects new gods. And yet, a number of times in this movie, we saw her turned upside down, and they did not. And they didn't. So I want to know exactly how this thing works. Is there something that connects the nipple to the actual, like, is there like a duct tape situation? Yeah, it's New God's magic. New God's magic. <laughs> the New Gods, yeah. are, they're so powerful, they got around to tit magic. Eventually, well, actually, it's probably <laughs> one of the first things they fucking perfected. <laughs> how, how can we make boobs even better? Well, I know there's a dark side working on anti-life equations. We'll deal with him soon. We need to deal with this boob problem now. <laughs> oh, Get your priorities man. straight, man. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I was fascinated with her costume the entire time. Why? Why? Yeah, it was it was weird for me. Um, so... Yeah, uh, cyborg and his daddy. Mm-hmm. Like you can see his dad like messing on, messing with what the precursors to what would become the cyborg suit, right? And um, and this robot shows up, and uh, well, no more, no more Silas and Victor. Um, yeah, those the cats poor kids are dead last now. words. Oh sh. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was kind of weird, but um, <laughs> apparently all these cats were part of Luther's boys. Uh. And like Lex Luthor mentored them, and uh, they realized that all of these scientists are part of that group, mm-hmm. of which uh, Will Magnus and uh, Kirk Langstrom were members. Mm-hmm. And we do some interesting flashbacks. We see uh, we see uh, uh, Kirk and and Tina and Will in college, and it's clear that uh, that Kirk is totally head over heels for for Tina, and but she's with Will. And uh, he seems and, to respect that. Yeah, he respects that. But Will kind of he's jealous and thinks that she dotes on Kirk a little too much. And I think maybe she does. Like, <laughs> it's it's kind of clear that she digs Kirk, too. But she yeah. probably wouldn't if Will wasn't such a jackass because he's a jackass he through the entire thing. He seem to be a thing. little bit of a jackass. Now, it's a playful jackass kind of thing up front. Like it, it, he's clearly yeah. he's clearly helping his friend out. He's by the way, was one of my favorite lines in this whole film. They're about to go to that party that night, right before um, mm-hmm. before he goes. And he one of the last things he says to try to entice Kirk out is, "Come on, Crazy Ivy's going to bring her homegrown." Yeah, I did I, enjoy that. I assume that there were illicit materials at that party. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I assumed too. But I got to assume um, also that if it's poison ivy or crazy ivy, I guess we're going to go. It's got to be some good shit. <laughs> it just has to be, right? One would assume I, you know, I, I don't know, but I, they could have touched on that a little more. Uh, I was a little interested, right? <laughs> um, so we do flashbacks with with uh, with with Batman and show kind of what led up to him becoming uh, a vampire. 
and it they it very much appeared that like he was he was dying or or sick in some capacity. They, they didn't really go into. They into just said details. lymphoma. They didn't say what exactly it was. But Kirk does have apparently an, an early onset form of of some kind of cancer. Mm-hmm. They don't say could be brain or testicle. I don't know. Could be leukemia. I don't know. Um, yeah. But whatever and, uh, it is, it's getting worse, and uh, obviously he's trying not to die as often right. people and do. By happenstance, he had been looking over uh, Magnus's work and was like, oh, your nanites could do the blah, 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 and could it work on a biological form? Well, yes, and, and then they kind of work on the thing together, and mm-hmm. Kirk Langstrom winds up shooting himself up with it because he's desperate for a cure, and ta-da, abracadabra, he's on the streets sucking people dry. I- that actually, well, um, their blood, their blood, I should say. Now, this is technically the most metal <laughs> version of Batman ever. He's literally made out of nanites, yeah, or at least the important parts have been replaced by nanites. Yeah, yeah, and, but he's, oh man. So we so know. So obviously, they turned Superman. him into a bat. I, mm. I have to imagine that is not exactly what Kirk uh, or what Magnus intended. But then again, later in the film, he actually uses the phrase, "Even after I turned you into a monster, she still loved you." Yeah. There's actually, I don't know, it, it's kind of, the, it's a little ambiguous. I could actually believe it either way, that he did or didn't intend to do that, but. Yeah, I, I believe Will Magnus did intend to do that. Um, as, as you might surmise from what Jason just said, Will Magnus is the big bad of the of the movie. We're <laughs> dun, pretty dun, much, dun. we're pretty much led, or they sort of tried to lead us to believe it was Lex Luthor. Yeah, Because no Luthor is against that. the Justice League. And then they kept saying stuff like, where is Lex? Is he dying? Is he even still alive? And, I mean, shit, man. We just saw him on the news talking about how he hated the Justice League. I don't I don't no. understand. That's, right. <laughs> but, uh... And everything's about Luther's boys and all that crap and Project Fair Play. I mean, look. Yeah. I just... It, <clears throat> it wasn't their fault. I, I understand the, the mislead, but at yeah. no point did you think it was Luther, right? <laughs> it's just, well, they try to... They really do try to make you think it was, but... I always kind of figured it was Magnus. Yeah. But Magnus is, uh, again, in the comics, he was never, like, always, like, a good guy. He was always very middle of the road. He would do some messed up shit to serve his own purposes. Which Um, is, uh, he doesn't believe that, obviously. His little climactic speech also involves the phrase, "If, if I, the best and brightest of them all, could do that hideous an act. Mm-hmm. He obviously considers himself to be a pretty prime example of of uh, a good and talented man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's full of himself. He's really quite full, quite full of him. Like um, Superman could learn something about nerve from this guy, right? Now, Wonder Woman. Now, when we when they when they showcase the Gods and Chronicles uh, or Gods and Monsters Chronicles, the the episode of least interest to me was the Wonder Woman episode. I agree, but that here's is why. not true. That is not true of her backstory in this movie, though. Oh, she's the okay. most interesting to me. Really? Yeah. Man, see, I liked uh, I liked Kirk's thing. They really didn't mm-hmm. go into Superman's a lot. Um, although in the they're doing some comic books for it, and apparently he does have a sister. Um, yeah, there there is a nine issue, uh, apparently a nine issue miniseries that leads up to Gods and Monsters, and I will be getting a hold of that as soon as humanly possible. Have not gotten around to it. Um, it looked good, but yeah, I haven't gotten around to it. Um, I still felt, and this is something that just ends up being true after all, uh, Batman was still the most relatable person to me. <laughs> but yeah i mean it, it it i don't know how the bat just always wins but somehow uh but going back to her backstory i didn't care and it's it wasn't her fault it's that every time i see the new gods i roll my eyes mm-hmm. i i hate that stuff i just it's it's fun to play with and dark side's obviously worth it i like orion uh right uh, I, i've expressed how i felt about granny goodness they pretty much did what i would like to do to granny goodness they actually did <laughs> what i would like to do to the fourth world just one big red that, wedding. See, okay, that's what I loved about it, man. I mean, that was some Game of Thrones shit right there. That was man. some definite Game of Thrones shit right there. I mean, this is like, okay, like, what they do is uh, Becca, or Wonder Woman, it, before she was ever Wonder Woman, she was the granddaughter of the High Father, mm-hmm. and they had they had uh, wrangled a truce with uh, with the forces of Apocalypse, with Darkseid, and uh, the big peacekeeping measure was going to be that Becca was going to marry Darkseid's son, Orion. In the comics, um, or in the original universe, the way it always happens is the way they get the peace is uh, they trade sons. Uh, 
High Father hands over Kalabak and Dark Side hands over Orion. They trade sons and they keep the peace that way. Mm-hmm. In this version, uh, Dark Dark Side was going to marry off his son to High Father's grand granddaughter, who was Wonder Woman. Uh, she didn't really want to marry him, and then, um, but she was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll do what I can for our people." Uh, that night, um, Orion kind of pops over to her place and is like, "Here, let me show you a place," and blah blah blah. So they kind of go off and they fall in love because he's totally into her because she's totally hot. <laughs> and which seems to be the only identifiable factor behind his attraction so far. They don't give him a lot of backstory. Right. They, right. They don't give not, either one of them a lot of backstory. There's not a lot of nuance. Like, like it, the the basic story of them falling in love is he seems to find her attractive. Great. And she likes yeah. that she seems to like the scenery that he knows exists. Okay. Great. Great. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think I think the thing is like uh, she's clearly going through with a thing for her people, which makes her right. noble, and which is enough to love someone. I think. Especially when your entire uh, upbringing has consisted of being loyal and noble for your own people, like that's enough. Like, okay, she's a good cat, and she's a team sport. Then, right, and then, but he's like, well, you know, I'm, I want to see her and talk to her before all this stuff goes down, and I'm going to show her a place because, like, if you are in an arranged marriage, my guess is this is. I doubt it was very much Orion's decision. This was Darkseid's decision and High Father's decision. To like, oh, we're going to marry these two kids. Okay, well, what do you do but try to make the best of a bad situation? And so he's like, okay, well, you're going to be my wife. I'm going to show you this place that only I know about. And maybe you'll get a little sense of me that I'm not, you know, quite as batshit crazy as my pappy. Mm -hmm. And you're going to, you know, think that I'm a better person than you might have before. And she does. And um, they do the wedding. And, but it was all a big, in a startling turn of, of events, High Father and the New Gods decided to screw uh, Darkseid and his ilk because as soon as the kids are married, they start breaking over, uh, breaking open pots and shit, and there are all these weapons inside, and it's an ambush. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, you're right. there. Someone just runs up, sticks a gun in Granny Goodness's face, and pulls the trigger. Yep. And there was like I, like I saw a lot of this and kind of thought, oh, I've always wanted to see that. But to be to be fair, I'm not sure that the, the the Orion and Becca actually loved each other. It was a it seemed to be like okay, well they they understood that they were good people at the very least. And she knew that he wasn't the same as as the other uh, Apocalypseans. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> Apocalypse. I don't know. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. <laughs> She she knew that he wasn't the same. He was he was a better person than that. So he gets killed in front of her, and it is it is it is sad. It was sad to me. It was messed up, and she no, her, did not dig what High Father did. God, like, and she by the was, way, right before that, High Father literally blows Darkseid's head off. Yeah, yeah, like he overpowers him. Like he put channel so much power into Darkseid's head that his head literally explodes. White literally explodes. Just You see just a quick frame of it going bleep. I mean, just a, a pumpkin being being vandalized by a teenager. Yeah, I mean, this is some messed up stuff. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, that's uh, I loved that High Father betrayed the the truce, and I loved even more that she was just like, no, this is unacceptable. I will never come back here. And the reason she had the sword with the mother box is because Orion had given that to her. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a gift from her from him to her. So. Because she just kind of dips. She did belong to him once. Yeah, she dips, man, and it, and it creates a, an an interesting vulnerability in the character that we we don't see much else of. Like she's very uh, independent and and very uh, she th- honestly the Arrow writers could do a lot would do a lot better to look at this movie and be like, oh look, they wrote an interesting character and therefore an interesting woman. <laughs> Actually. Uh... In the in the same sense of that role role the the reversal thing she her relationship with Trevor is is like straight up domestic violence. Mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. he she picks a fight with him and he he kind of says like you, we both know you're fifty times stronger than me. He tries anyway, but man she's just tossing him around like a rag doll. Yeah, and having a lot of fun with it too. Yeah, yeah. But it it, it does it looks like he's having a lot of fun with it as well. Like this is like <laughs> he Steve looks like Trevor he has to here, put up right? with these gods and just kind of doesn't really appreciate a lot of it. Uh, it he looks like he's basically just putting up with these people for the most part. 
Yeah, but you know, let's not let's not paint him as the victim here. He he's putting up with this. Like he could have told her. Like she comes to him and she's like, "Okay, so we'll drop the whole thing if if uh it, you'll drop the whole thing if I win, and uh, if you win, we're gonna have sex." And he's like, "Put right on." I mean, the dude is is like he's like, "Yeah, I hate dealing with all these stupid gods, but the sex is amazing." So honestly, I I took it as more like he just. He kind of knows she's not actually going to kill him. Probably not even really maim him, but I think one like he'll he'll keep fighting her cuz one time he just wants to beat her just one time. Yeah, I mean, she's she basically treats him like he is her favorite pet. <laughs> which is kind of fair. That's about right. That's about right. Um this dude is like Wolverine if Wolverine never had any powers. So Right, right. He's just like, "Ah, I'm going to do it anyway." All right. Um gosh, man. So Obviously, the Justice... Well, not so obviously. Everyone thinks the Justice League have committed all these murders because these these robots have the Justice League's powers and make it look like the Justice League has done this. Um, Killed all these professors and and, and scientists and whatnot. And um, they they did not. Now, based on how they handle people, Mm -hmm. that's totally... That makes total sense that they would for some reason or another. But they didn't, so they have to clear their name. And... um, uh, uh, long story short, it turns out Will Magnus is involved, and he's behind oh, it all. That was one of those um, quotes, though, from Superman, where they realize that someone's trying to frame the Justice League, and his response is, who would have the balls? <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, it, you know, his first thought is Luther. And he goes to see Luther, who has uh, now escaped into a giant space station. Mm-hmm. But Luther is like apparently dying from an illness or something it as well. Like he so. had, um, it looked like he might have Gehrig's or something. Yeah, it, it, it was very Lou Gehrig's diseasey. Uh, he, he reminded me of Stephen Hawking. That, but, uh, yeah, I think that's the point. Is they they gave him the you know the Hawking kind of storyline where he yeah. But he's telling Superman like, no, I'm not behind this. I have transcended past the petty politics of our world. I have begun mapping and charting the universe and he's got like cool holograms and shit and oh yeah he's like my goal has never been power but ultimate knowledge I'm like all right all right and that's eventually a cool does end just, game for luther oh yeah and just eventually does trot off with uh with wonder woman to go you know hang out with some gods and learn what they know yeah so <clears throat> right on like mm-hmm. even even luther's like i must understand this tit magic of which you speak I, yeah he'd have to <laughs> he'd just have to I understand countless worlds, but this tit magic. Mm-hmm. I, Explain it to me. And start with her, probably. Um, <laughs> he does. He runs off. He, he gets the whole... By the way, when he he's kind of the, the actual good guy of this entire film. He actually kind of is. I mean, at first, he's just trying to protect the Earth from whatever just crashed into it. And then it becomes he's trying to protect them from the Justice League. But he's also trying to protect the government mm-hmm. from itself from kind of biting off more than they can chew by teaming up with these guys. Um, yeah. End of the day, it's just... He's the good one. And then he leaves, and this is something that cracked me up about it. Um, it's not a Justice League movie like you're used to, but at the end of the day, it right. is. They, uh, you know, uh, Becca goes off to kind of fix whatever the side effects of that little wedding debacle must have been. But, you know, Kirk mm-hmm. and uh, Superman hang back, and now they've, Luther gives them this, you know, the set of files with all of the technology on it. And that's their plan, is they're going to kind of bring about a new genesis themselves of of new technology, things that'll save lives. They're going to go change the world. But by giving it more information, not by going to punch a bunch of people. Right. I assume people will need punched and, you know, de-blooded. So there'll be plenty for them to do. Right. At the end of the the movie, he's even saying, like, you know, I've been thinking about it. Maybe just going, you know, no more killing, no more politics. And Batman just kind of, (laughs) really? He seems annoyed by the prospect of not really getting to go feed on the government dime anymore. Yeah. Um, now, Will Magnus, he's he is the villain of the piece. Um, we we learned that when um, Batman sees uh, is is you know uh, unrequited love uh, murdered. I guess uh, mm-hmm. he wasn't watching her die. He was watching a robot that Will Magnus created die because Will had killed the real Tina years and years and years, <laughs> years earlier ago. And, Accidentally, um, apparently, but still. By the way, speaking of like, this is. <laughs> All right, we we talked about Wonder Woman's weird costume and boobage. Mm-hmm. Was it necessary to draw nipples on the Tina bot? No, it was, was it, not. But in this film, it was it, you better believe that was going to happen. 
There were nipples on platinum. There were nipples on the peanut butter. I don't know why. They don't. Those those are mammarian glands. Those are basically baby growing receptors. You don't. Platinum wouldn't need that. I mean, I would only assume that they were there because Will Magnus. Well, I mean, I'm assuming he's he was gonna have sex with that robot. Yeah, he does. He does joke about Kirk creating himself a girlfriend. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm you assuming know he's, that he it's was occurred to him before. You know, I could probably make a better version. Yeah. So I'm assuming he he crafted Nepalia onto the the peanut pot. Right. So I mean, I guess she like turns all metal. I guess. <laughs> That's part of her design or something. I don't know. He made sure I, I didn't he, think it was, was necessary. She made it sure was she weird. had believable skin, too, so God only knows. Yeah, it Although, was weird. When, and you, when you've devolved to the point that you're you're going to end the world using some sort of nanobomb and powered by a spaceship, I'm willing to bet you haven't gotten laid in 10 years. It's at least oh, on yeah. the table or off the table. Either way. Well, it's time-consuming. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not so much a matter of, of want. It's a matter of need and time. Right. Um. <laughs> but he's been running around with this robot and having to pretend that's his wife for God knows how long now. So, you know, it's not like he could run around and, well, I guess he could just, you know, go pick up an escort somewhere, but still. What's funny is he programs the <clears throat> Tina bot to actually just, like, hide his pipe from him. Right. That was weird. Like, right. why, why wouldn't she be okay with you smoking the pipe? You programmed her. She's not worried I, about secondhand okay. smoke or something, so. Yeah, no. Um, so that was weird. Like, that... Like the to me, there are three big villains in this movie, and none of them are Will Magnus. <laughs> one of them is Wonder Woman's weird, impractical costume. Right. One of them is Platinum's weird, impractical nipples. Right. And the third, and it kills me to say it, is Paget Brewster's terrible turn as Lois Lane. I know. I don't know how that happened. I I, I really adore don't. that woman. I do too. I love Paget Brewster in almost everything I've seen her in. A couple of days ago, I would have said I love Paget Brewster in everything she I've seen her in. <laughs> now or I've seen her, her in this. She's all or over I've, voice acting. She's all she's over. She's doing Yeah, and she did a terrible job as Lois Lane. I'm not I I when I was listening to it, I I did. I just kind of closed my eyes and then opened my eyes again and it didn't fit. I I think she just wasn't the right pick for Lois. Yeah. Not this time. Not just this Lois. Every line is stilted and strange and takes me out of the movie. It kind of sounded like she was doing like a country club rich girl voice, like that was her blue blood accent. Yeah. And oh man, it was just real weird and bad. And I'm sorry, Paget. I love you. We do. You were not the right call. I know. Hurts my heart. I wouldn't have been able to tell. See, this would have happened if I was producing because I wouldn't have been able to tell her no. Well, yeah, okay. That that might be how it happened. I I I I, I like her too much. I would have I'd just been happy to have her on the cast and thrown it on. You just say yes it. and cut the role as much as much as you can. <laughs> I wouldn't even think to. I'd still be so taken. We're like, we got Paget too. It's great. Give her as many lines as you can. I'm sure I would screw that up. <laughs> um, you know, all right. I would. It'd be like rose-colored earbuds for me um right rosebuds right. if you will i all right there one thing i really did love about this movie the most but i'll get to that in a second mm. my big villain for the movie if we're gonna go down that road <laughs> how does batman fly like gravity means nothing in this film yeah the robots and batman i uh, get wonder woman and superman uh-huh. i'm on board there of course i'm not really because Superman, I get. He's always going to fly. We're always going to have a flying Superman. Okay, well, I would have mm. I, I would have thought we're always going to have a flying Wonder Woman up until, you know, I saw this film. That's not actually Wonder Woman. She wasn't granted flight by a Greek god. She, right. She, it's just some, some, it's a new god. And Orion obviously has to have a contraption. Why did she float around? Um, I, I took it that, um... Because she can't fly when he, he tells her to, to get onto his little platform thing and that she's going to need to hold on. So she can't fly before that. I am assuming the fl- the sword is flying or allowing her to fly. But you do. You see, like, she opens a portal and jumps through it, and then, like, the portal will show up, like, midair, and she'll fly through that. So, or come falling out of that. Maybe. So. That might work. There's only a couple times in the movie she doesn't have the sword on her, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I think she's on the ground for all those. So I can I can roll with that. But still, you have Batman. That is yeah, a really um, slim suit. Where where are we putting jet? Where are we putting boosters and thrusters? And there's none of that. He just flies with ease. He just glides. I thought I saw. I, saw, I thought I saw like little cape gliders. He does have cape gliders, but gliders do not a flyer make. They, well, yeah, but they, it it's didn't the Buzz Lightyear falling you with style that. when you just have those. Well, you accepted it with with Terry. 
he doesn't fly. He j- just kind of swoops around and he jumps off things. And he there there are reasons. Yeah, I mean, so does so does Langstrom's Batman. I, I don't even remember so. him flying so much as just kind of gliding. No, he downwards. floats. He like float, and even even in one scene where um he he literally floats into a room, you know, Dracula style, mm-hmm. and he. He's right there with Superman and Wonder Woman, just kind of floating along with him and pulling down. But he doesn't have his little cape out either. It it bothered mm. me a little bit because he does seem to have that ease of movement that they have. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I even noticed it. But if it was there, um, <clears throat> we can chalk that up. Yeah, that's. I mean, and I'll chalk that up to the problem of you have to create headcanon for it. And uh, if you've if you've heard the Man of Steel review, you'll know that I don't like having to create too much headcanon. I know, but you were creating a hell of a lot of headcanon for uh, Becca just then, Becca and Orion. I um, know, I know. Hey, I'm not judging you. We all dip into headcanon every now and then. If you've actually heard the Man of Steel review, I lived there for, for at least those hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I have to go revisit yeah. it every time me and you argue about Man of Steel just to make sure that it has a fighting chance. Um, <laughs> um, that part Yeah, I don't... Said. I'm not comfortable saying that Batman flew or floated because I don't remember any of that. I, I remember him gliding downward in a, in a number of instances, but I don't remember a an actual like flying situation with him. Mostly, he was just on the ground eating. <laughs> it just spends <laughs> a lot of the film being gluttonous, really. Um, right. He's quite full. Right. He actually does. He, he eats like three or four people before he gets to Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Do, do vampires not get fat? I, how much stomach do you have to have? Like, well, I mean, like we're talking four, about a you liquid have to diet. Drain good four quarts, or, or it's a good few quarts of blood from somebody to just kill them on the spot to actually yeah. make everything stop pumping. That's a lot of blood. Well, uh, okay, let's uh, imagine again, head having cannon, about twenty-four beers and then going to finish off Blockbuster. Well, you know, if he's, well, if if you know, Will created the the nanites to to make. Uh, Kirk into a monster, as he put it, mm-hmm. and you know the nanites are keeping him alive. But he also like, let's say it was a blood cancer, a blood disease, or something, which I'm assuming is what that is, what it was for them to have to create nanites of that nature anyway. Well, any kind I'm of, assuming it's going to use up as, as much a, blood a, as he can as drink. A delivery mechanism and uh, kind of a patcher. It was, right. It was basically the construction crew sending in. Now, I would say blood cancer of, of some type, just because. It seems like the most the best fit for this kind of story, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, a lot of head cannon, um, but also a lot of fun. Hell of a lot of fun. So, now, you know. best thing about this movie, um, and it it really is. It's one of those where uh, lots of civilians are going to die. These are mm-hmm. you know these are government agents with families, and they're just willy nilly killing them. I mean, mm-hmm. throwing one helicopter into another. A bunch of well trained yeah. pilots that I'm sure have some kids. Um, the <laughs> Not one fuck. Not a single one between them. Um, yeah. And then what cre- what amazed me about that was like later Lois Lane is on, on the screen saying, we just can't imagine what we would have done without the Justice League to blah, blah, blah. And they're still cleaning up like construction behind her. And I'm sure mm. if they were more accurate with it, they would be still be like hauling off body bags from the mm-hmm. construction. There should be dogs in there searching for more bodies and huge lists on the side of who was working there and trying to account for everybody. Um, yeah. All of those kind of like mana still problems are are there, but in this film, I don't care. Yeah, that, it's interesting. That's exactly who they told me I was getting. They told me I was getting a murderous son of a bitch and his two best friends. Well, the thing about it though is the reason it works here is because everyone already knew that the just like everyone pretty much had a problem with the Justice League. I think it was whatever it was like thirty something percent of the population didn't hate the Justice League. Actually I do remember those numbers. It was um twenty two percent domestically and twenty nine percent worldwide. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's he one responds, of the fun revolutions have been built on less. <laughs> yeah. Like Batman she, and Superman. Guevara here. Yeah, Batman and Superman totally have like stats on who are who on who's supporting them. Mm-hmm. Um, now the the most exciting thing about this is that we're going to get more. Oh yeah, they yeah, ha- they have announced a season two of Gods and Monsters Chronicles. It's going to be ten episodes. Excellent. So and they're expanding into the kind of the Justice League. Maybe we even get some alternate versions of some more people. I want more. I want alternate versions of more people. And I want don't to see wrong. what you you you've got to choose from who's left because lots of people died. Yeah, and, and I want to see I want to see who comes out against them. And I kind of think 
Martian Manhunter would. So yeah, that makes. I want to see John Jones come out against these cats. But you know, it's going to be a couple of people that just they're going to switch some roles. It's going to be like the world's best scientist. Now it's kind of down to that slightly second tier. Well, you got like in this version, you have Luther, who's always kind of the smartest guy in the room, and then you have the people he mentored, who are the the mm-hmm. Langstroms and the Stones, and I, these are all well, most of them are dead. Yeah, lots of them are either dead or otherwise <laughs> occupied. And you've got to kick down now to the other the other people who aren't those like world ending level intellects. They're not right. not even touching Luther, but you know, we've got we've still got like Jonathan Crane and people left. Yeah. It's gonna be people like I that. wanna see the Joker. I wanna see the Joker. We've seen Harley Quinn. I wanna see the Red Hood version of the Joker. Like Earth two Red Hood doing good Joker, if we're gonna do this universe. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I'm down for whatever they give us. Like yeah. it could be, you know well, based on this movie it'll probably be a Joker with like a couple of boobs on his head or something. <laughs> it'll be like some Adam Sandler thing. Like little Nicky or something, you know. <laughs> They're gonna give him little nipple marks through his little purple suit. <laughs> I mean, I love Bruce Tim, but dude, you gotta cool it on the misogyny. That's just <laughs> weird. Like this is some weird stuff you're cooking up, buddy. I mean, look, it's not like he's ever okay. It it's not like he's the first man to ever draw a ridiculously impossible costume for a woman. I know that is. Honestly, you can't you can't find more than a handful of of costumes that someone could actually wear. Um, yeah, it's one of those where like I've always thought like man, I would love to see Bruce Tim just unleashed on a on a thing, and now they're pretty much letting him do that, and I'm going man. You need to be reined in. Okay. All right. You apparently did need an editor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I bit off more than I could chew. How do I apologize? Which quarter can I put a jar into? Because there are some things that you're doing here that are just not okay. Who was the man reining your nipples in? Um, no, he's by far not the first person that's ever drawn an impossible uniform. And certainly right. he's not even the first person to ever put nipples on something needlessly. They're just all over the place. Yeah. It's one of those things yeah. that's distracting in comic books. You're, you're, you're reading it, you're going through a shot, and they get to a big, you know, big action shot, and you get to that, and you kind of, why are there nipples? Why, 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 why? Hey, you know what? I'll take Platinum's nipples over Batman and Robin's nipples. Every day. Like, I'll Every take that over Joel day. Schumacher's weird molded nipple I suits. I know. And that's not just, I, that is not just the stance of a straight man. That is the stance of, no, of yeah. a man that's still got his sanity. I will take that over that bat nipple any day. Right. I mean, I can make that make a little more sense. And that's really my only stance. Like, I don't, I love cartoons. Never been attracted to them, though. <laughs> it's just not about that, you know? I, you know, and that goes for comic books too. Like I love comic books. Never understood like the need to make all the women. Like I understand. Like I've I've never been on that side of the fence where I was just like, oh, the women's outfits are so impractical and it's just sexist. Oh, I, I usually don't think about because I think like you know, Superman's suit is like form fitting as hell. Yeah, like, they're all they're if he all didn't, impractical. It's a fantasy realm, guys. We're, they're all going to be weird. Although I've always been very just pro to, just to be Superman's the first person boxers. I like, I didn't want to see that outline of that of that super penis. I never right. wanted to see that. That's one of the problems reading uh, Watchmen, for instance. Just lots of blue penis. Um, yeah, just so much, so much. Um, now, th- if I ever get the chance, where, where I to ever get the chance to actually draw a new character, I would I would do it just to be the first one who ever drew a bra line on a on a, a superhero, like a, a female hero. Just actually draw the bra line, like that little bitty indention right. that you could, that 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 is there because skin gives, um, right? Just, or even just like the little clasp in the back, like no, clearly I understand that that's you have to have these. Hundreds of years of evolution of clothing have led to this device. I want to have not a female it's perfect, superhero, but it's the best we've got right now. I want to have a female superhero who has a like a low cut type of situation going on, mm-hmm. and then like one issue. Like they, she just suddenly has bra straps coming out of the top and going over the shoulder, and someone's like, "What's the deal with the bra strap?" She's like, eh, "Laundry day." Right, right. Like the the other. Uh, my, this is the my same thing though. Bras. I, like, I really, dirty. I don't. I would go too far though. Like I would have, I would have, you know, Batman in the Batcave kind of taken off the cape, and when he takes off the cape and takes off the belt, you realize that like some of his boxers have come out of the back of it, and it's little Superman mm-hmm. boxers. You just see like the very, the very top of his underwear. Yeah, I'm not it sure. Turns around to Alfred. Don't tell Clark. Right, right. So, are those are those Superman boxes? Uh, yeah, I do your don't laundry, tell sir. Don't tell you. I do your laundry. I've never seen those before. 
He's got his own little set of, of washer and dryer hidden in the back cave. Right. So he right. can quietly do his... He's got, like, Justice League undies for pretty much everybody. He's got a little... <laughs> got a little Martian Manhunter, like, whitey tidies. He's got... Yeah. Why can't why can't the bat be a fanboy? Um, I can't understand their weaknesses until I've walked a mile in their shorts. <laughs> You've never understood that phrase, Master Bruce. It was a day in the shoes. <laughs> what would the shoes do? What is that going to teach me? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what would the shorts teach you? That's a good point, Alfred. That's a good point. It is, they, had, they had a sale. They had a sale at Target. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Oh, or even like he goes up against a character like Shriek or something that actually makes him crap his pants. No, no, through, like, no, sound no, no. wave technology or something. He's, he like runs on a target, and before, the only thing there, and the internet the is thing... still mad at Kevin Smith. It, he didn't true. crap himself. He did. He pissed himself over yeah. a very natural reaction when there's an explosion in the vicinity. Right. Like he just runs into a target somewhere and looks around like, "Damn it, Superman underwear." All right, they'll have to do. Right. At least it wasn't Joker underwear. <laughs> those had been bought out now i mean that's one of the cute things they do like uh completely completely off topic at this point but hey um yeah whatever yeah it's <laughs> one of the cutest things out of btas right is that little scene where you realize that joker wears batman pajamas to sleep yeah i'm down with that it's good it's good um all right back to the actual movie look the best thing right. about this movie um, and if you're watching it, you really will. Like every time they introduce a character, you're going to find yourself having this internal dialogue. You'll spend the entire mm. movie thinking, surely they won't kill this guy. And every single time, you'll damn be wrong. Um, well, see, every time I, when I watched it, I was just like, oh, how's he going to die? Right. <laughs> and some people, you know, you don't care about because there's no version and of Svetlana that anyone cares about. But there was that, uh, the girl that was in the, the Luther group and she's yelling at Magnus. She's like, we're all on the hit list, blah, 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 blah. And they have that whole like safe house, like meeting situation and the robots come in and like, she's like the first to get a, like a sword through the head. Oh yeah. No, she hides under the pool table. I think it was. And, and they, yeah, they slice her up. Um, looks like a perfectly good pool table. That was the real tragedy. And it was, they, they, uh, everyone's going to die. But the important part is. <laughs> Death has meaning now. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite part about this new universe, other than just all the all the kind of just let's go in an entirely different direction. It, it put on a blindfold and run through the woods and see where you get. That's a lot of fun mm-hmm. by itself. But death mm-hmm. means something now, and that's gonna be that's gonna be fun to see. Because not only when they introduce someone, not only do you not know if they're gonna stay around now, you you, you know that <laughs> I mean they're dead, dead. Um, mm-hmm. unless they have, unless they were already a robot or something, don't get me wrong, it's still a comic universe and I'm sure you can bring people back. But the people in that room, for instance, the one who was literally ripped into two pieces at the torso, I don't think he's coming back. Oh, oh. I don't, unless they do, uh, unless there's a set of black rings that come flying at this planet, I don't think those motherfuckers come back. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd be down for that. Let's see Blackest Night in the Gods and Monsters universe. <laughs> yeah. Of course, then it'll be Whitest Day. Right. Well, I mean, this isn't like Bizarro Reverse Universe. This is... It, <laughs> they still have... It's not completely. It's just kind of like... It just shit happened differently, Jason. It's not just, like complete reversal. It done went down. <laughs> it, it went down differently. Um, this isn't the Mirror Universe. Well, <sighs> kind of. No, no, I really would love to see the Black Rings. And uh, that's something that I've wanted to see for a while anyway. The, and I, I don't know if it's just because it's such a fucking long story that no one's actually mm. bothered to do it. But come on. It'd be fun, wouldn't it? I'll take like a three-part well, DCAU release. The thing about it, though, is that it's not nearly, nearly as interesting as you might assume it was. It's just, it's just not. No. That, like, uh, it was a cool idea that was dragged on for a really long time. If any story deserves to be truncated... That one. <laughs> I think you could, like, it was fun to have different colored rings and they all have meaning and all that crap. Um, yeah, that's fine. That was a good idea. That was Thank a great you, Jeff Johns. Th- yes. Um, Execution. Boo, Jeff kinda Johns. Kind of went on for Boo. a bit. <laughs> kind of went on for a bit. And they brought back everybody, too. Like, you, you oh, I, it, and there was a scene for, like, everybody had their own book where their worst possible nightmare comes back and stuff like that. It's just, mm-hmm. it's so long um so long anyway but the the fun part would be yeah the 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 concept though of the black rings and the colors is still uh perfectly workable there's there's plenty of plenty of space to play with there Mm -hmm. i mean i i say that as a tangent i wouldn't Mm -hmm. mind it here but i wouldn't mind it anywhere really yeah 
but I totally, I totally want to see a Green Lantern. I want to see how that plays out. How you know what what the Green Lanterns are up to in the uh, Gods and Monsters universe. I want to see yeah. how the Flash turned out. I want to see uh, Martian Manhunter, the Joker. I, oh man, I I want to see how Gorilla Grodd is is doing over there. Like, <laughs> is it just a monkey? Uh, we'll get over there and like he... crazy quilts. Not quite there. He's just right. He'll, he'll be like crazy throw pillow. <laughs> I was gonna say psycho blanket, but <laughs> either way, or maybe maybe they do completely do a, an opposite. Like he's just a very nice, encouraging guy. They call mm. him the Comforter. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That'll be fantastic because. I'll scoff when I hear it, but then I'll keep watching. Right. Yeah, he's the comforter, right. and he's the guy who tried to redeem uh, Jonathan Crane before he went off the edge. Yeah. He finally, yeah. like, Crane finally kills him, and that's the, the, the cement in his villainy and the, the path that comes. Right. And, uh, you know, why not? Make Crazy Quilt uh, gay in this universe, and uh, his partner's name is Duvet. <laughs> the comforter and Duvet. And uh, there, I don't know. I'm just being stupid now. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I, honestly, it would be in, it would be just near impossible to name some character that they couldn't have fun with in this new format. Just damn near impossible. <laughs> they, they they could have a lot of fun with it. Like what what what's Shazam Dude, up to? The big things? question. I want to see where Bruce Wayne is. They actually said when they were talking about um when when they were describing these films when Burnett and Tim were describing them for the press at least um somewhere I read mm. that yeah Bruce Wayne's out there but this isn't him yeah he's up he's I out wanna, there I I want to probably see like what? just a good looking dude on an after work softball team nah man nah man I want to see what Bruce Wayne's up to it's got to be interesting this is Bruce Wayne you can't no he's got to be doing something cool. I mean, he could or couldn't. It depends entirely on whether he has parents, really. I mean, if he's just like working at his his dad's, um, you know, giant conglomerate, yeah. um, he's not going to be interesting very long. Well, I, if the Justice League came around at the right time, they could have theoretically like put an end to a lot of street crime, mm-hmm. um, huge deterrent. So maybe the Waynes are alive, but he's still Bruce Wayne, even without that catalyst. Like, what does what does a man like Bruce Wayne become? Or what could he become? Like maybe we do get him, and he's just a playboy, a nonsense, uh, uh, you know, nonsensical idiot who never really learned how to do anything in his entire life. But he's got good genes. I assume he's still like he's a, got a good pretty, genes, man. Pretty mean, like pickup basketball game. Yeah, I, I, I assume he's not wasting those genes on on supermodels no. forever. Like, he no, it, that's probably what he is doing. Though I don't know. It'd be impossible to say, but since Silver St. Cloud's come up a few times, let's just say he's married to her, has parents, and is kind of a little disgruntled workings for his dad, but no oh, big deal. Oh, man. Yeah, like he's got like some great burden. Like he's always known he was, he he always felt like he was meant for more, but he doesn't know what. And he knows it's not that company. That's his dad. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to see where they're going in this universe. I really do. Um, well, I mean. Despite the the three major flaws that I, that I, pulled out and the one major flaw that you pulled out <laughs> so let's do that let's let's i'm looking forward to uh gods and monsters chronicles part two and uh let us know what you guys thought of the movie and uh yeah i'm being picky picking on it i love the damn thing it's fantastic <clears throat> yeah great, i loved it really i'm being time. picky as well um I, I i loved it as well don't get me wrong i in this you know in this day and age it's just getting a little a little ridiculous some of the impracticalities of female costumes that's all i'm saying <laughs> and and that's where I'll leave that. I'm not I'm not griping on it too much, but uh yeah. I I, I think that's going to do it for us. Do you do you know what we're doing next week? Is are we doing Batman Begins? Yeah. Yeah, is we're that, going to that's, um I, that's what unless I thought, Constantine yeah. saves us. Um <laughs> we're going to uh, go down the Nolan trilogy essentially. Um right, we keep right. hinting at how much uh, well I'll, I'll say passion uh to mm-hmm. to to give it, I guess, a broad term, um, we, but we feel very strongly about those films, and uh, we do, uh, you know, truth be told, largely negatively. So, um, well, uh, you know, it it depends on which movie it is. It, it really, really is. does. 
Yeah. Uh, we go back and forth a lot, and uh, we really hope you join us for those episodes. They are the 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 last uh, live action Batman movies that we've received, and uh, quite honestly, we feel like I mean, because we're going to keep mentioning them, so we might as well go ahead and do a review of them. Yeah. We do want to get to a Constantine overview. Uh, I've just watched the series all the way through. Um, Jason wants to go back and rewatch a little bit, um, so that he can get a refresher because he was OG. He watched them when they came out. Mm-hmm. Um, we do want to do a, a Constantine recap, uh, but that we're, is we're it for of, this episode. We're hoping it, we're just kind of like holding out optimism that it'll be timely, that we'll get, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a hint that he's actually going to show up on Arrow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, and hey, it keeps write looking your letters. Like, it keeps you know, looking like they're going to do it. Like they emails. want to do it. I don't think it's even a, a question of whether or not we write letters or show interest. They want to do it, um, but I, I think they're going to have some some scheduling issues with uh, Matt Ryan and uh, some some a little bit of red tape, from what I understand. Uh, I'm sure there's red tape. But guys, sure guys, let us know what you thought of Justice League Gods and Monsters. Um, leave us comments on Facebook. Go and write a review on Stitcher. Give us a five-star review if you want to hear more of us. That will help us so much. iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, just spread the word generally. Just let the people know. Yeah, let the people know. Um, Incidentally, we are going to review these the, the Nolan films. We're just going to go back, give a recap of, of our hate and the, the limited amount of love we have for them. If, if there's mm-hmm. anything in particular you would like addressed. Yeah. Um, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you start thinking about those films. Your brain just turns to mush. I, I not, know. You're not far from the eyes rolling up in sleepy times. All right. Like I said, go find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us reviews and five-star ratings. Uh, you can also find us on dconscreen.com. You can contact us there as well, as well as dconscreen at gmail.com. That's a good place to contact us. Uh, we do fan back. Uh, we do... Uh, fan feedback when we get it. So you might be featured on an episode of DC On Screen. If you want a similar podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, go check out our friends Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. They are also on iTunes and Stitcher and on mcucast.com. Until next week, put some DC on your screen. Come on, do it. I know we will. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. El nuevo crispy chicken sandwich de McDonald's es... Crujiente, tiernito, oh. Es pollo en la McDonald's. Un mordisco y... Wow. Es el nuevo crispy chicken sandwich. Ordena por anticipado en el app de McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. En McDonald's participantes.